0: Let's see. Let's see how long we can do this because I have like a head cold coming on. I can feel it in my voice. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know if you can hear it already, but I know later in the afternoon I'll be. I'll sound like freaking Darth Vader.
1: Anyways. I can hear that you you're going to get ill. I know we're recording, so we probably need to do an intro too.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, let's.
1: From the home. This is the Flow. This is Unbillable Hours, a podcast about professional services marketing. Stick around and listen to our insights, tips, and best practices to improve your firm's marketing and even your career.
0: Welcome everybody to this new episode of the Unbillable Hours podcast where Ash and I should have an audio effect of some sort that now yells into the microphone, we don't have it. So I'll read the line. It's recession, right? Recession time.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Across I mean, it, various it's, industries. It's yeah. it's recession time in general. Like we, we can see the market responding. We can see things are happening right now because guess what? Things are coming to a turn and it's almost always this case when suddenly the dollar gets stronger. <laughs>
0: Oh, there's so much technical stuff that goes into it, yeah. which I think we we don't want to discuss because that also turns into yeah. a way overblown discussion about I yeah. don't know, reasons. Yeah, exactly. But the question we wanted to answer for our listeners is: It's recession. Should should we respond? We, as in we, the professional services marketers. And I think uh, you guessed it already. Our answer is: Of you effing, of course, should right? We should be responding to it and we should work to understand what's going on in our markets and our firm's markets and we should have a clear plan together for how we can help manage whatever's yeah. going on so yeah
1: you know the sad thing I just want to make a slight meta commentary here is that this isn't something that we should be responding to at this point given the fact that there's been so many recessions in our entire working lives as in at least yours in mind it's the thing that we should have been a bit more proactive for and I think that's part of the reason why we're doing this episode because it's happening, it's coming in yeah. some places it's already hit. and right now it's not a time to like react, react. It's much more of a time for did you put any contingencies in place? But yeah, let's should we shall we get into like you know a little bit of an overview?
0: Yeah I wanted to I wanted to give you that spotlight because you have you have listened to a bunch of investor calls and and analyst relations calls. I think you're in a good position to give an overview of what's happening in client industries and how's it impacting how is it starting to impact the, the consulting businesses also, correct?
1: Yes, yes. Like something that you know I've been hearing in lots of these conversations is that the consumer industries are essentially as in the industries that you know provide you all the things you use in your daily life they are starting to think about cutting back they do need to reduce the cost and make it much more efficient and as they do this uh, what essentially happens is that overall you're going to see a cut down on net new things it's not that there's not going to be innovation innovation can come out of necessity and you can always find something new happening that is very revolutionary because of you know market trends and changes but what essentially happens in this space is that projects for professional services firms. let's look into that that's because that's a niche that you know our podcast is on they will see a cut down on it spend they'll see a cut down on like consulting projects the projects that are going on will still go on it's not that you know everyone's going to stop immediately it's just going to be yeah. the fact that it's going to be a little slower the bookings, bookings are going bookings to be supposed- will come down right yeah. yeah bookings will come down the projects that were supposed to take like one year could be like spent over like two years which also means that the, the amount of money that you get in a fiscal can reduce things like that will happen and as yeah. these things happen it's it's a time to now not just look at getting lots and lots of new clients because un- unless you know what is the biggest trend that you're going to respond to the time now is to look at what do you do well how do you retain and grow existing accounts rather than try for new things something also to look at is traditional spending will go down you will find spending in new areas like green like sustainability things like that but those things when you look at it are generally a cost-cutting exercise they're not a cost increasing exercise. So yeah. that's the reason why those kinds of areas will see an increase in spend. So
0: yes, so so the what you're saying is the clients are shifting priorities, right? It's now mm-hmm. about efficiency, cost reduction, uh, securing cash flow, obviously like that all that stuff you do in a downturn, right? And and that means the shift the focus of the consulting projects they may or may not be sourcing also mm-hmm. changes towards that direction. Right. And then maybe there's also reduction of budgets for consulting firms. So it's both different projects being required. And also, like you said, maybe a bit of a slower pace of yeah, buying these projects or commissioning them and executing them.
1: Yeah. So what essentially happens with this kind of stuff is you will see two trends. One accelerated kind of transformation. That basically means that a project that would have normally taken 12 months would now have to be done quickly in like four to six months. So the amount of money you get from that is not going to be ridiculously high because you're cutting down all things and looking at the most optimal way of doing this. The other thing you'll see is that when companies realize that they still need to go through these transformation, they will do it in a phased approach, which means that the amount of booking and bookings and money that you get from these projects will probably reduce over a quarter or over the fiscal year plus there's also the fact that there's a strong dollar and a lot of these companies report within like the us or the western markets and that essentially means that the you know the operating costs are not really changing in fact they might go higher but the revenue and things like that will go down a little bit resulting in you know net profits being lower not saying that you guys won't make money so these things will happen as they happen you're also going to see that people in these roles are going to be focusing on key things you might be selling slightly different kind of work and you'll also see that there will be job Losses of job transformation. In fact, I would say... There already
0: have been, right? I mean, if you talk to the guys in the tech sector in the US, you can see it, I think, in in areas like... Parts of hospitality in Germany seem to be starting or other... I mean, we have in Europe, we have the energy crisis, which makes everything worse. But yeah, there's there's already lots of...
1: Yes, but I I do want to say... Yeah, Yeah. I do want to reiterate that what is essentially happening is not exactly like... If you look at the net market things are not changing as if you look at the big picture what is essentially happening is tech and retail all these areas are going to see a reduction but places like banking and others are going to see an increase but the problem is not everyone has the right kind of skills and transformation to go into these areas so one of the things i want to say while we're touching on all these is that if you're a marketer now you've got to start wearing your other hat of being a communicator because you're not out to sell new products you're about to communicate effectiveness efficiency and value and that's not like going about and trying to sell something new or which you know things
0: which i think is the perfect segue right to the next section you have so market overview if i I can summarize is clients priorities pains and all that stuff changing obviously right and then also Mm -hmm. the 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 business and cash flow situation our firms also changing and i think that's why we have two areas um, sort of described, right? Where markets should focus. And and we can mm-hmm. we can come back to the, what do I do in my personal career bit at the end, if, if, if you, yes, if you yes. want to, because I think that's a good way to close. But like, given the, the changes in the marketplace right now, I think there's two things we consultancy marketers should be working on. And the first one is just plain old, to your point with the communication, just plain mm-hmm. old messaging, right? If yes. the client's priorities in the market change from, I don't know, do innovation, Create new experiences, all that stuff to, oh my God, ramp up efficiency, cut costs, all these types of things. Well, the overall story your firm tells to the marketplace uh, has to change as well, right? You can't be talking yes. about innovation experience that much anymore, probably not. And I think also the the things you offer, like the specific offerings, not the capabilities the firm has like and what could we do theoretically, but as you often talked about, the specific offers, your quote unquote products, Maybe they also need to change some, you, you know, some stuff has to go back into the back shelf uh, and the other stuff has to be put in the, in the shopping window, so to speak. And I think that's the first area, right? I would, I would reach out to the business if I was working at a firm and say, let's have this discussion. Let's look at where does our story have to change? What do you want to sell in the next couple of quarters, which is probably different from what we wrote into our plans a year ago? And then, if we have selected these offerings, do we need to work on the messaging and the language for marketing those as well? I don't know. That's my first. So that's your point with the communication, right? It's, it's like review and very, very likely completely revise what you are saying to the market or promising to the market, and then also work with the business to make sure you have the right offerings highlighted yeah, at the end of this.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Like essentially, you need to revise your story. You need to change. Yeah. Or you're going on stories, because you have a story where people are trying to cut costs and what you're offering them is efficiency. And you're offering them trust in the fact that you are ready to weather these changes. If you don't have these kinds of messaging in what you offer, you're essentially just going there. And everyone's going to think that, hey, I'm just coming up to try and sell you more things and increase your costs. Like I said earlier, costs will be going down in companies, marketing, IT, all the cost center costs will go down. So what you offer as a professional services firm needs to align to that. If you don't align to that, you're not in a good yeah, place.
0: Definitely. And I mean, to make this very practical, and I know it's unfair to pull out the MBB consultancies because they're quite good at this stuff. But if you look at the websites of McKinsey, Bain, for example, they have, Bain have, has a recession playbook, out on their front page now, right? So they have their thought leadership job done already. So they're out in the market. Actually, by the way, I recommend reading it. It's quite a good, quite a good piece and then I think also a neatly done campaign. Not to suck up too much, but I really like what they did there. McK- McKinsey also has a they make this not to get too tactical, but I thought it was an interesting format. They make this like a diary. If you go on their website, they have a I forgot what they call it, but it's like an it's an article on recession and downturn strategies, which they continuously update. And you can see as you, you scroll through, like it's a life ticker feed on the news website. So I thought it was an interesting way of doing it. Anyways, this is the idea, right? Is to have the right stuff to say to a marketplace in which clients' priorities just changed. You can't power through with the stuff you thought you'd be saying at the beginning of this yes. year. It's just not an option. Sorry if, if you thought that. I mean that's the that's the tactical that's the that's the sort of the marketing craft side. But I think as we are also working in a function Mm -hmm. inside the consulting firm, you just told me has now different business circumstances. Ash, there's a second job, right? We we discussed, and that is if cost, cash, all these types of things become issues, of course you have to do your job as part of the firm to help manage it, right? So, and it's a bit of a pet peeve of mine. Sorry, but there's lots of posts I at least saw around LinkedIn where a couple of weeks ago, people started to write about, oh, if there's a downturn, that's the time when you have to double down on marketing, right? Be anti-cyclical. This is an opportunity to strengthen your brand while us are pulling back. And this is, of course, not entirely wrong. There's many benefits to doing that. But I think the reality for most of us is <laughs> you don't get to double down. You got to cut costs and quickly, right? So I think you, we, have, we have to take a more nuanced approach to just actually, uh, sorry,
1: yeah, sorry, Flo, I do want to interrupt and be blunt In this. Yeah. Here's the thing. Most of the people who say this have something to sell you. That's the primary <laughs> thing. OK, <laughs> and, and, yeah, and that's are surprisingly
0: often working. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
1: And, and like, I, I don't have an issue with people selling and that's fine. Everyone needs to make money. Everyone needs to do the hustle. That's true. But the, the thing here is you cannot get the same cost. You cannot sell your service at that same price. you're like a company because guess what all these companies are trying to cut costs so what so think about it this way do you want do you think you're going to get a big fat cash cow or do you want a good retention by doing like multiple smaller projects and i would tell you take the multiple smaller projects because they'll be better than your big cash cow and do and yes You can double down on marketing, but offering the essential key services that people need, not offering some massive thing just because it's going to be easier for your overhead. Because guess what? If they're going to change, then you also need to change. Yeah,
0: And I think, yeah, I like that a lot because I think that that's how we would probably change the word of advice. There is it's time to double down on very, very few select projects and programs where, you know, these will be critical for Mm -hmm. business success during the recession. And it's time to kill and cut everything else to turn some money back to the business and give you cash to invest in those few initiatives you want to keep, right? So it's not time to double down ever which way. It's time to be very, very smart about what can we drop to save some cash? And then where are some fewer areas we should really be investing in to help us stay afloat, retain those clients, maybe expand the accounts, these types of things you mentioned, right? That's... that's yeah,
1: true. I'm going to re- change this noodle on that saying, instead of doubling down on marketing, this is the time to double down on the relationship.
0: Yeah, also true, yes. But I Yeah, right. You're reminding me of the notes we, we had, right? Where we say, mm-hmm. so what do we mean if you, if you should help manage cash in the marketing function? That's what you just referred to as so the first step is, revise the overall marketing strategy's emphasis, right? You might mm-hmm. want to dial back on the demand generation to win new clients' programs, and you might focus on the account retention and maybe expansion a bit more, if that's a type of you know differentiation you, you have in the firm. Mm-hmm. But that's the first step. Look at the strategy, talk to the business. Does this day make sense? Do we need to change anything, right? And then the second step, I think, is, like we said before, double-check on which offerings will make more sense now to promote. If your firm has, like Bain seems to have, session playbook and connected offerings. Well, yeah, now's the time to promote these. You should probably be spending more on that type of uh, distribution and content promotion if you can afford it, right? So select the offerings. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Select the offerings you, you want to promote in the upcoming, I don't know, three, four quarters, right? And then look at the programs connected to those. Look at the programs connected to those because if push comes to shove, the programs connected to these key offerings should be the only ones you maintain, right? If cash is everything else can probably take the back burner or even die. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I, I do want to add something into this specifically. Like when I also say relationship, it's this, we know that you have costs. Okay. And you also need to realize that your client has costs. So what you need to do is you literally need to make something that's client specific in terms of offerings, even if it means that your profit margin is a little lower on some respects, because if you do that, you have the long-term relationship that when you weather the storm, you'll be able to manage to get more work from them. So this is why relationship is really key and really important at this time. So you got to look at where you can, like yeah. what you offer to the client has to be at a reasonable thing. Otherwise, you just can't offer. And when you're doing that, you got to also see within your own you know, side, where can you optimize savings so that you can give the client the right experience, but your net costs go down yeah. and this this is where you need to be smart and you need to be efficient. And if you still think that you can operate in the old world kind of fashion, which I'm sorry mm-hmm. to say a lot of agencies still think they can do that uh, by just saying that this is how you double down on marketing you're literally going to lose these people and I'm telling you I'm seeing that happen yeah
0: and honestly I I actually love this I want to pull pull out a piece together two things you said like you said earlier how some clients expect projects to be just a timeline extended right so that the cash flow there's as much cash out per month Mm -hmm. um you could actually offer this to your point of creating client specific offers you could say guys do we still want to press play on this particular initiative here? Uh, we know, you know, costs are an issue now. So how about we extend the thing, the scope, right? You could, you could offer this to keep the client. I really like the point about you make about being proactive in preserving these relationships. Of course, you'll have to work with the business, right? Marketing doesn't go out and make these yeah. decisions, but it's it's very good to bring these questions also into the, the discussions. And I really, what I love about your point about the relationships is, is the following thing: clients will remember this forever. Right. If if things became difficult and your firm did not insist on the terms which had were agreed like two months earlier, but you actually the business went back and re- renegotiated that in a way which was best, beneficial to both the client and the firm in some way, people will remember that because you showed up when the going got tough. Right. So it's a it's an excellent point. Yeah, I really really like it. Um, but maybe continuing to the on the the the, the program. Yeah. Right. So focus on where to spend your time, effort, and your money, right? We could summarize that. Um, mm-hmm. And But even once you've done that, I would still look at the marketing programs connected to these offerings, or since you mentioned client-specific stuff, maybe the, the accounts. I would still look yeah. at those programs because just because they're connected to something you want to keep and promote, doesn't mean they're necessarily good. So I would also review those. The, now we have a short list of programs to keep, or maybe even invest mm-hmm. in. I would still go in and identify some I can kill. And this is where I encourage people to go back and listen to our unit economics episode, because if you have the numbers at hand to discuss which of those marketing programs have the best, create the best pipeline, the strongest pipeline, where's the where's the um, the pipeline velocity higher than elsewhere? Right? So basically using the unit economics metrics to identify programs, which I'm not saying they're bad, but they're just not as strong as the others. And then maybe also kill those because again, we will have to save some money for the business if mm-hmm. if we are to be good, uh, I don't know, corporate citizens, or whatever you want to call it, right? Marketing has to do its part yeah. to, to give cash back. And I think, and then in closing on this point here is once I've done that, so we, we looked at the overall strategy, we looked at the offerings we want to promote, we stopped or paused or scaled down the programs related to offerings we don't want to promote. I'd still go into the offerings for the stuff we want to promote, see what else I can cut there and now I'm done and I have probably hopefully a bunch of savings. I would now sit down with the business and say, I have some money I can give you back, but I don't want to give you everything, right? I don't know what the split is, 50-50, 60-40, whatever. I want to keep a a share of it so I can invest that into these programs you and I decided or we decided that we want to keep because, yeah, we need to dial those up. That goes back to the other people's point about doubling down on marketing. It's not stupid. If you have something that will sell and you have strong programs, of course it's an opportunity to to go hard on those, right? While everybody's winding down, yes. I'd absolutely do that. I'll just not do it across the board, right? That's, I think, the main point here, which I think brings us back to, right? So we've now we've done our job and that maybe brings us back to the career point, if, if you want to add to that. Yeah,
1: so when you think about your career here, when you think about your career right now is the time to double down on the key skills that you have, you need to focus on what is key to continue, what needs to go away. You need to make sure that you focus on the retention side of campaigns. Now you've been marketers, but remember you're also communicators. Not only do you have to communicate the kind of like, best offerings retention campaigns all that kind of stuff make sure that you communicate your skills your value and what you can offer in these kinds of downturns better this is not a time to win new clients this is a time to establish relationships and trust because a lot of unknown factors are there and right now people need to see you as someone who's reliable and steady to guide them through this yeah sure you are an innovator and you can come up with amazing new ideas for growth that's all the time. Right now, show value, demonstrate value.
0: Yeah. And and maybe if I can, can add to this, I think the, the, maybe the easiest way, or I don't know, you, you correct me, but a, a very good way of doing this is taking these two previous points we've made mm-hmm. to create a plan. And it doesn't have to be 10 points in PowerPoint, right? You could literally just say, I want to do these two things. I want to look at, where do we have change messaging? And I want to look at where can we take costs out of our own programs and have this conversation with the business. Immediately you turn from marketing the line item that sits there and maybe we can cut it to, oh, marketing was the proactive advisor. They came to us with suggestions for improving efficacy and efficiency. Great, great job. Which I think that will make a whole world of difference going forward. Because, like yeah, you said, like you said, people can't sit this one out. I don't think they can I'm seriously convince they shouldn't. And and if you uh, are the market who has a plan and is proactive about it, you're not the market who sits there and is just sitting it out. Because the the, the need for those will be greatly reduced. I think in, in the next twelve to eighteen months. I, I don't know how long these. Downturns take actually Do
1: no? these these <laughs> things like this particular downturn I think will only be done in 2024 because you're going to feel the impacts a little long term because some firms have really benefited from the crises of the last two years because of accelerated things so this this is essentially a downturn that will last at least for all of 2023 2024 should be fine I mean you should be on the mend but that would you know it's essentially a -a whack-a-mole situation where one thing goes up the other goes down just bear in mind that it's not that it's the end of profits it's the end of making money or anything like that i mean i'm i don't really want to put my personal views on those kinds of things here but the thing I, i would really reiterate here is this is a time to hunker down fortify what you do as a business and fortify what you do in your personal career so that you emerge on the other side stronger. Yeah.
0: And to add to that, so fully agree, right? The the game is not necessarily going away, at least not immediately. Right. <laughs> but the rules have changed. And to the earlier question that started off our episode, yes, you have to respond to that if you want to stay in the game. But to your points, I think the hunkering down, the strengthening is, is great because this is how you create the foundation to maybe, who knows, find opportunity because those can be found if industries are, you know, in decline and restructuring and whatever. But you gotta get the basics in place. And I think that the points we outlined today are, I hope, a decent decent starting point. Yeah. Right. So there you have it. Take this as as our viewpoint and maybe as our impulse to to, to go out and prepare or a response and then proactively push it. And if you've already done so because you work at I don't know Bain, for example, congrats, right? You you guys are doing great already. You don't need you you, you need not yeah. have listened to this episode, so thanks for doing it anyways.
1: <laughs> so the one thing I do want to say is that we we do have some more, you know, episodes coming up on positioning and we do have some guests here and there. It's just that this episode was timely and needed for right now. As you can see a lot of responses coming out <laughs> in the market and there is volatility and there's a lot of change. And as we head into winter, it's probably a good time to start thinking about it before people wind down for the holidays.
0: Yeah, don't stick to the plan because the fact just changed, right? I think that's the message for this. Great. I think we we save ourselves the recap, right? I think it was fairly straightforward. Three tips. One, okay, I'm doing the recap anyways. Three tips, right? <laughs> R- re- revise and re- review and revise what you're promising to the market, what you're offering. You know, look in your own inside your own function, marketing, where you can save costs, and also use some of those savings to invest in the stuff that works. But by and large, net, right? You should still be able to return money to the business, and then. As to your points, also look at which of the skills you personally have as a marketer, and and which ones to bring to the forefront to also you know adjust your own day to day work to to the circumstance. And with that, have a reasonably happy, uh, hopefully recession free weekend, if you can. All right. Is it technically already recession? I don't know how this stuff works anymore these days. Even that seems to be debatable never mind i'll stop the recording here have a have a great one ash speak soon
1: all right see you guys and speak to you guys later have a good one thanks for listening to Unveilable hours if you want more tune in next week you know where to find us